This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 14th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. The Supreme Court will hear challenges to the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. The oral argument and the ruling will likely come in the heat of a presidential election year. Ilya Shapiro, Senior Fellow in Constitutional Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. Today was the day that we've long been awaiting for the year and a half since these lawsuits were first filed. The Supreme Court granted cert on a number of issues in the Obamacare litigation, all of them on the 11th Circuit case, the one brought by the now 26 states and the National Federation of Independent Business. What was surprising was that it set five and a half hours for the argument. This is a modern record. Uh, I know the campaign finance, the McCain-Feingold case, was granted three hours, but I'm not aware of any case in in decades. I mean, I don't know if you have to go back to Daniel Webster's time when they were at it for days and days, but this really is something different. Uh, And they're going to be arguing over a course of a couple of days, I've been informed, uh, in March or maybe early April. Um, They're taking two hours on the meat of the issue, the constitutionality of the individual mandate uh, under either the Commerce Clause or the taxing power. They're taking an hour and a half on severability, meaning if the mandate falls, what gets taken with it, the whole act, uh, just community rating and guaranteed issue or something in between. And then they're taking um, uh, an hour on the Medicaid coercion issue. That is, um, the states are claiming, and we agree certainly, Uh, but we haven't been focusing on this, that the transformation of Medicaid, um, the expansion that that states now have to do and and change their bureaucracies and things like that, that that is a commandeering of the states or the federal government being coercive uh, of the states in violation of the federal-state compact. Um, And then there's another hour on the Anti-Injunction Act, that is, whether this case can be brought in the first place uh, or is it unripe for jurisdictional purposes, at least the individual mandate part, until the mandate penalty is actually assessed against somebody. So we're in for a very exciting spring, and uh, this legislation continues to live up to its name as, well, some people like Obamacare, some people like Affordable Care Act, but uh, I call it the Libertarian Legal Scholar Full Employment Act. What about IPAP? This was one of the challenges. Where is that? It's still in the district court. This is the uh, the Independent Payment Advisory Board, uh, the so-called death panels uh, regarding Medicare reimbursement, how it's done, what's eligible, that sort of thing. Uh, That's brought by our friends at the Goldwater Institute in Phoenix. Uh, That's still muddled at the district court level. It's been fully briefed and argued uh, at the summary judgment stage, and and we're awaiting... uh, Uh, a decision. Uh, And that and many other cases around the country will proceed regardless of how the Supreme Court rules uh, on these issues this spring. All right. So uh, two hours for the individual mandate. What about uh, some of the smaller issues, I guess, relatively smaller issues? Well, like I said, two hours for individual mandate, an hour and a half on severability, if it falls, what else falls, Uh, an hour on the Medicaid uh, expansion compulsion, and an hour on... uh, uh, the Anti-Injunction Act. The employer mandate is the only issue that, that was raised by the NFIB that the court declined to take up. All right. Is there any chance that uh, this ruling could produce something larger than uh, the narrow things that the uh, that the uh, challengers are asking for? Well, it depends how Justice Kennedy writes his opinion. Um, I say that jokingly. Everyone's expecting him to be the swing vote, and the swing typically writes the opinion. Um, the challengers are certainly saying, you know, we have, uh, Cato as well, has said that um, uh, 
uh, to to win this case. We don't have to overturn a single precedent or um, uh, in, in or battle any other uh, types of uh, strike down any other type of law. And indeed, that is the case. Whether the court will go further and kind of set out a standard that will make clear. Um, that even other types of legislation that Congress might be contemplating uh, won't go, and we can certainly hope for that. Perhaps even more interesting uh, is that question in relation to the Medicaid challenge. If the spending power is curtailed in a certain way, uh, there's not been much precedent on this issue, how many strings and what kind can Congress attach to the funding that it gives the states. Uh, But if we get a robust opinion uh, of that kind, that will certainly affect federal-state relations, possibly possibly even existing regulations, uh, more than an individual mandate, which, again, would only really affect things if it were allowed. Then Congress would be able to uh, engage in economic mandates of all sorts. Five and a half hours of oral argument uh, likely to be heard in March and April. As you said before, it would be possibly hundreds of pages of opinion. Is it reasonable to expect that they would wrap up this case on what typically would be the last day of their term in June? They certainly try to. That last week of June is the official end of the court's term. Uh, There have been times in the last 15, 20 years where they've pushed that to July 1st or 2nd, but certainly not well into the summer. Uh, We can expect them to, you know, the clerks will be working hard uh, uh, to get those pages all written. We've seen expansive decisions um, that have come out uh, at the end of that term. They, They tend to be more rushed. So that's one of the negatives. You know, we'll see a decision, even if it's a grand victory for Cato's side, uh, some of the writing might not be as fluid and uh, some of the standards, we'll see what happens, a certain number of years down the line might not be as tightly uh, woven as we might like with months and months of consideration. But uh, I, I certainly think that, that they will still come out that last week of June, right in the heat of the presidential election. Ilya Shapiro is editor of the Cato Institute's annual Supreme Court Review. You can get your copy and read more on Obamacare at Cato.org.